informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to This Podcast is None of Those Things. Brian here and I am joined by Elliot. Elliot, how you doing buddy? Hello, hello, hello. We're going to do something with this episode that we said we'd never do. And that is we are going to have a political episode. I felt it kind of necessary because I'm very conflicted on this particular subject. So... What we're going to talk about is these is mass shootings, uh-huh. specifically the Uvalde, Texas mass shooting where, what was it, 24th graders lost lost their lives yeah. plus a teacher or two? A couple of teachers, yeah. It's absolutely appalling. It is. All of these mass shootings are appalling, but this one in particular really struck a chord with me. And, and I don't know why. I mean, it's so similar to Sandy Hook which was 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And it's disturbing that 10 years later, we're having the same type of thing happen. It's always in places where people say, this will never happen. I grew up with guns. Mm-hmm. We're literally feet from a rifle right now in the studio. Yep. Although, how many times have you been in the studio? You never even knew it was there. Right. Because it's cased, it's tucked in a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have children around, so mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about locking it in a safe. It's a 22 bolt action. Like, nobody's looking to steal my rifle that they would have trouble finding. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tucked back behind a shelf, like, where it belongs. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we've been to the range with it. I enjoy shooting. Guns, to me, are a great tool. They are a source of entertainment. Feels like the wrong word. Mm-hmm. But... It's stress release. It is entertaining to go to the shooting range. That's fun. And, you know... Like archery or... Right, exactly. So, but I grew up knowing about responsible gun ownership, gun mm-hmm. handling. Mm-hmm. It was instilled in me. My my dad hunts. I hunted when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle type of thing. Right. It's tough to justify some of the things that are happening right now. People definitely want to vilify the AR-15. Uh-huh. I get it. It's, it's the big, scary, military-looking gun. Right. But you can go out and buy a gun with a wood stock, that is looks like a hunting rifle. I've seen that too. That will do the exact same thing. Right. Um, it just so happens that people want to buy these quote unquote assault style weapons. And they do have a lot of military type accoutrements. Right. I saw some meme where I guess Elizabeth Warren said if you need thirty rounds for hunting, you suck at hunting. Right. And I'm like, that's a valid point. Mm-hmm. But and the only real hunting application I can see for, like, an AR oh. is, like, hog hunting, uh-huh. where you get one shot to put as many bullets and as many hogs as you can right? because they run off. Right. And you're baiting them, and it's it's dealing with nuisance animals. Mm-hmm. I know I know some people that, that use them to hunt coyotes. Right. You know, some stuff like that. But, but coyote, like a pig, is a nuisance animal, right. and, and animal rights people don't run off and protest in support of save the coyote or save the pig. They're selective. To me is, Mm -hmm. is that these are used in these mass shootings. Uh 
the people aren't going and buying a Ruger semi-automatic with a wood stock uh-huh. and throwing a large capacity magazine on it, uh-huh. which you can do, and doing what they would they do with the ARs. Okay. They're, they're buying these ARs, and there's a lot of strange loopholes with them. Mm-hmm. Because they are a long rifle. Long rifles don't need to be registered. No. All of our registrations and everything are for handgun. Um, which was fine when you didn't have these rifles in circulation and being used for this purpose. And it's it's such a small percentage mm-hmm. of owners that do this. Mm-hmm. But like this kid Navaldi, his 18th birthday, he goes out and buys two of them. Can I ask you one question? Sure. The Tommy gun. Is it- Tommy gun is a machine gun. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what the, I know what it is. But the thing is, is that one of those things that people have to get re- had had to get registered for in order to have? You like now you have to have like a historical license or something uh-huh. because they are fully on. Right. Like they are. They are not easy to get. Uh huh. Because they're fully auto. Yeah, because you know, his, and and, and you know, because I'm asking because like you know, historically in all the gangster movies, Tommy guns was like the well, thing. They weren't buying them legally, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be real. They they were not buying Thompson submachine guns legally, right? For the mob. Okay. Well, hey, you know, obviously you can tell uh, the audience. No, you pick up at this point. I obviously yeah. am not a gun. And owner. that is one of the themes, though, that runs through all these mass shootings. Is most of these guys. Oh. buying them legally uh-huh. so to me i do firmly believe in the second amendment uh-huh. but i also believe in gun control uh-huh. like to me it is silly to let some 18 year old buy two of those right without registration uh-huh. without a background check uh-huh. not that a background check necessarily would have popped anything for this kid uh-huh. you know the other thing to me is i work in a refinery you would not be able to walk on my site What's that? The way this kid walked into the school. Right. And 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 this is where, you know, I said earlier, like, this happens in places, well, this will never happen here. Right. Because this doesn't happen in Houston or Pasadena schools. You know why? They're locked down tight. There's metal detectors. Mm-hmm. There, there's cops on site. This doesn't happen in, like, New York and Philly schools that have fences around them. To me... We secure an oil refinery better than we secure a school full of children. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is a problem. And I don't understand. Somebody I was talking to, and I I made that point, and they said, well, you know, budgets and such. And I'm like, keeping keeping 20 children from getting shot just just because they went to school Mm -hmm. is worth whatever price it needs to be. Right. But here's, and I will, I will respond after you get, I'm just waiting for you to get to the the answer. Go ahead and jump in. Okay. See, because in the, in the Uvalde, in in the case for Uvalde though, they had the protocols in the school in place, but like with anything, you can, you, you can have it, but if you're not using it right, it makes it irrelevant. They had locks on the doors, but that door, for some reason, was did, was did, open. Was, was actually going to find out that the, door, the teacher had had closed it, but it just wouldn't lock. I mean, it, it's, we're at the end of the school year. The janitors and the, and the, and the, and the maintenance people for the school had to know before that day that that door wasn't locking correctly. So why is it that it that issue wasn't addressed? But how did that kid know that? But the kid didn't because because I'm saying the kid. Or he just get lucky. I mean, just get lucky. Because think about it. You're like, well, we also know that because because there's a mental health component that I want to get to with it. But he's oh, like, absolutely. But okay. But 
You, you I mean, but you stand there. You, you, you like someone trying to break in the car. You pull on the doors to find out, like, you know what? Who, yeah. who was the idiot that didn't lock the doors, right? And then they get in, and then you hot wire, then you go, then you go, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So he's he's trying to he's trying to get in. He's he's trying trying to get in. He gets to the door that just wasn't locked. Wouldn't lock. It yeah. wouldn't lock. Okay, and so he's able to get in. The whole but leading up to that point though is that he was outside. And this, and I and I've said made this comment on on my page, and I've some I have some friends and I that we've talked about this, where it becomes a Keystone Cop Follies moment for the police department because because there was a police officer on site, but he goes past the kid, and was an eighteen year old grown man. He goes past the young man and tackles the teacher, thinking that that teacher that was in the parking lot. Was the kid, grown or young man, tacking the school? I mean, how do you miss the guy holding the rifle? Like I said, Keystone Cop. I'm like, I'm like when, and this is as a parent, because I have a four year old. He's going to be going into elementary school, right? He will at some point know how to use a phone to dial and all that, right? So the heart wrenching thing is the kids are still alive in the classroom. And they're dialing 911 to help, doing what they are told, what they were taught to do, right? Right. And we're talking about, like, the teachers were supposed to have had those doors shut because they would lock. The only way to open them once they're shut is from the inside. But the teachers, so even if those, even if the outside door was unlocked, they, he still wouldn't have been able to get into the rooms because the doors had been shut. They would not, he, they would never able to get in, right? But... They, those doors were left open. And then you look on the fact is that, but still, the, before he even got to those particular rooms, there was time. For some reason, they kind of got there the same time the parents did, even though it was supposed to be a 911 emergency call. Like, with already a police officer on site. Now, didn't... I, I was under the impression that the kid had shot... I mean, he shot his grandmother... Yeah. But I was under the impression he had at least fired shots off somewhere else. Yeah, outside. And the, and the cops chased that, and then he went to the school? He, he was taking shots outside at the school. Okay. Right. So it's like, so, and, and I've heard, I've, I've, when you and I went to a gun range, that's when I first heard uh, somebody had an AR 15 and heard it said, like, you could hear that a mile away, right? Everybody in the neighborhood around that school, would have known that there was something going down here. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, there were two guys that when he, because the kid had, I say kid, he had, the young man had drunk, had, had crashed the truck before he went towards the school and they were going down to help him out and they saw him get out with the two guns and then they ran off. So you know that they had probably called 911 right. themselves, Absolutely. right? Okay. So then he's taking his shots at the schools on the outside, right? So everybody's starting to go on lockdown. So how the, the the police officer misses him is beyond me. Right. And then and then the police officers, more of them that show up, instead of going, because it's, it's just one guy. You have, I mean, I don't know all the stuff that police officers have, but they but I but you're sure you have armament enough. It's it's 18-year-old versus you a police officer. I mean, theoretically they are outgunned in that situation. Okay. But uh, the 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 follow up question is why are they outgunned in that situation? Right. Okay. But and it's it's tough because we're sitting here saying, well, the police maybe need to be better armed. But then 
We also, a year ago, were t- the big subject was the militarization of the police. Right. And the police brutality issues. And it's it's definitely, like, none of this is going to be easy to fix. But I'm not, but I'm not kidding. But here's the thing, though. I'm not letting somebody off with a, giving them a pass. Because when they sit in that, the police were sitting up as a group outside of the school when he's still inside taking shots. Right. And the parents are trying to rush. One parent did manage to get past the police, get inside and get her kids out. Why are you all sitting outside? At that point, you got a group. So and, I think I think their protocol would be to establish a perimeter. Uh-huh. And because if you look at all the other, like, school shootings and such, like, you remember Columbine? Uh-huh. Like... Sandy Hook? You know, they didn't go in. In those instances, those shooters killed themselves. Uh-huh. And I, like I said, I think it is a standard procedure. Okay. But I think that's also something they need to look at. Right. Like... Yes, I understand not unnecessarily putting officers' lives at risk. Mm-hmm. At the same time, and this is going to sound really callous, and I'll probably piss off some officers with this. You're paid to do a job. I, To me, putting officers' lives at risk who are armed, have body armor, mm-hmm. and training versus 24th graders. Right. Like, that's a risk that I think is acceptable. And especially, and, and especially for me, like it be because in the case of like in Columbine, there were two, right? Yeah. And and it's, and and it went, and that was over like twenty plus years ago. Now we're yeah, tra- I was in, uh, I was in high school. Yes, and so so now we're talking about like in this day there were multiple police officers versus one guy, and he's yeah. he's now infiltrated the school. Who you're supposed to protect, serve and protect is on the inside, yeah. and you're standing on the outside tasing the parents, keeping them from going inside to save their kids, because the parents were trying to do their job, which is, as a parent, I'm laying my life on the line for my child, right. or my nephew, or my niece, like saying, and if you get in my way, yeah. God be with you, because say, like, cause we're both not making it out that you day. you walk up to the cop and be like, either you go with that gun, or you give me your gun, I'm going in. Exactly. This is a, that's where <laughs> that's that's where we that's where we are, and and so, and that and that didn't happen. From what I understand, it was the U.S. Border Patrol that ultimately went in and, and took care of and business. took care of business. Because like, what's the police going to do with them? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, you're 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 like, ranked. Then. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, because then it becomes a federal matter. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and I do think that if that if that's true, that I do appreciate the U.S. Border Patrol. Thank you for doing what you did and putting it and coming from killing more people. Yeah. All that being said, puts a feather in the cap of the people that are pro gun, because in the event, because the whole because let's ladies and gentlemen understand that the Second Amendment was put into place that in the event the government is not doing its job as a government. That the you the population has the right to arm itself to do what the government is not doing, okay. And in that case, the police are the you got the police which are supposed to be representatives of the government, the local government, and they're not doing what they were paid because that's taxpayer dollars. Saying I paid, they're paying millions of dollars to make sure that everybody has what they need to have, and they weren't doing what they, it's like, and they got to go save their kid. Then you like Brian, can I have your rifle? I'm going to go in and I'm going to. Take yeah. care of business. Like I might not have. He might take me out, but I, he's not going to take out my kid while I, you know, while I'm breathing. Right. Said so that's how this is going to work. Yeah. And that's, and that's where that is. And and I'm not. Like I said, I don't own a gun. I'm not because I was trained mixed martial arts. You know that whole thing, hand to hand combat. That thing. I'm pro that. Like I. That's me. But I see where that 
it can be like that was Uvalde was the clearest example of like why there would actually be a reason to have a gun for that right because yeah. I because I don't hunt that's like I just, that's that's not me I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the guy that like is so far like I'm as far removed from a gun owner as like you know a slug is from Usain Bolt at a hundred meter dash yeah. that's that's just now I will say I will say this I feel like letting the letting parents run in there with guns that very much has the potential to make that situation so much worse it, it you're right. But um, please do your job. Right. Like, I'm like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, and that's, and and at the same time, like I said, I think that the security of schools needs to be addressed. It it does. Like once that school day starts, mm -hmm. it is single door, badger buzzing access, mm -hmm. and there needs to be a police officer at every school. I I know I understand that that's the type of thing that costs money and costs tax money and I get it and I I'm usually one for smaller government like I tend mm -hmm. toward that but the thing is if you look at more like conservative and even to libertarian philosophies the only thing that the government is supposed to be doing is securing the, the country right securing the people and that is a number one function to me. And like I said, this fence could have shut this down. Well, it, his freaking fence. It could. It, it could have. But and if, how many of these other like I don't even know what the motivation for this shooting was. Like this kid was just off his damn rocker, right? Because like like it's established he shot his grandmother, right? Like you have to be just completely gone mentally. Mm -hmm. To like walk up to your grandmother and shoot her in the face, and, and I don't know the particulars. Right, she could have been a terrible person. But that still but doesn't. That's still your grand. That still still you still have to be the default for human beings is not to kill your grandmother. Kill people. But I was about to say, you say this. But I'll say this to your thing though. To your what you were saying earlier. In the case like Givaldi that we've discussed, there was a police officer on 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 site. He was he turned into Keystone Cop. Right. Like I said, so, so it's not just like having all those things in place, which is uh, I agree with you on, but you got to execute and you have to execute. If you're not executing, that's wasting money. Yeah. But I said, and if you're not going to do your job to execute on whatever level that you are, if you don't execute your job at where you work, you wouldn't, you don't have it. Don't job, yeah. I don't execute at my job. I don't have it. But like I said, and this real simple. And have that now on the other side of the coin. I'm going to ask you this question. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question. We were talking about we're going to talking drilling down on this whole gun ownership thing and the regulations, right? Because you're not a pet owner, but you do. For you to get your beloved Patty, what all did you have to do to get get Patty? I mean, it was fairly easy, but she's registered. Yeah, you, you, you had you had to, had to register her with the city. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. You had to, there are other things that you had to do for your dog ownership. Oh yeah. For and there's things that you still got to do in a yearly basis. I've seen the responsibilities that you've had to have to maintain your ownership mm -hmm. of Patty. Right. It's not. It shouldn't be that far of a leap. You like, like you you were you worked in the food industry. I worked in the food industry. We got audited every year. Like there's there's 
laws that we had to follow on a regular basis. If we didn't follow those procedures of registration, we didn't get the certification. And if you lost the certification, you couldn't operate. Closed. Yeah. That's like, they're saying we're both drivers. Like, yeah. like every four years, roughly, depending on. I need to check my license. <laughs> like I said, well, but any, but in any given period of time, though, there's a period you you do have to renew your license. Yes. You gotta follow. They they gotta evaluate your eyesight. They gotta within the gun ownership arena. I think that it's necessary that you have to. There should be some hoops to jump through. It is because let's face it, you can. The fact that is given out because really any gun you can use that to kill somebody. Okay, yeah. so so it, for me, if that's the reason for me, whether it's AR fifteen or if it's a revolver, it's like once somebody goes off the rails, they're off the rails, and they because you can do damage. And he didn't need an AR fifteen to do what he did. Right, it, it was his weapon of choice. Though. And, and and the thing is, is that I I it's the whole notion of the fact that there has that the criteria for me. It would be the fact is, is that seeing that we're not able in this country, in this country, you're not even allowed to drink alcohol till you're 21. Okay, there's that right. Have that as the for some of these weapons as the this is what you have access to at this age. But it's well for me, it's more than that. You know this because I have I have a counseling certification. So there's a mental health side of this that I've looked. Every time you and I have talked about the shootings, I have talked about the mental health side of it. You can have all the regulations in the world, and at the time that the person buys the gun, checks off all the boxes. What about after the point because that person's mind goes left after the fact? Right. And then that becomes a whole other issue because because regardless of like if the person's using a gun. A knife, a car, a bomb. Because because McVeigh, he blew up the Oklahoma City With fertilizer and fuel oil. Exactly, it's like it's the decision to kill. Why are you deciding that, that like it's a clear peaceful day? Why are you giving the care that you also want to kill you? Why did you wake up now? That said, this was completely premeditated. It, it, it was. There was there was, and it's it's tough. Because he posted stuff on social media, essentially warning of the attack. That he was doing it, right. And it's one of those, I don't necessarily want the cops monitoring social media. No. But somebody who knew this kid should have raised a, an alarm. A flag, right. But again, it's just like the serial killers, you know, you talk to the neighbor of the serial killer. Oh, he was a nice guy. I never heard much out of him. You know, he kept to himself, did his thing. Kept his yard mode. Meanwhile, in the basement, he's skinning people alive. Like there is, there is that kind of people minding their own business aspect. That it's, man, it's it's tough. Like it is tough. There is no, there is no magic bullet to no. fix this. And I, there's been a lot of people talking about, well, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun until you're 21. I understand the thought there, uh-huh. but at 17 with permission you can go you can enlist in the military yep and get handed a fully auto version of it mm-hmm. and be told go kill those people over there but they're going to also be trying to kill you but no but, but the difference though is the difference it, is military versus civilian but and without that but to get to the place where you have that type of gun you had to go through a lot of training mm-hmm. and whatever so you're not just handed but i don't know any yeah. military just hands they don't and, and, no they don't just hand or Ukraine did but that was but, that, like, but, but that's them that's them that's not us but but we don't like our military like you have to get up and and you and I've talked about that like if you you 17 or 18 and you're serving in the military and you've made 
That's basic training. You are actually serving. You didn't wash out. You're serving. Yeah. You in a different boat. Yes, you can because you know what you're doing with X, and, Y, and Z. To me, that is that is actually you kind of you kind of put an idea in my head. Is that okay? Move the age to 21 for civilian. Right. If you are military, you don't have that requirement. Nope. Because you have been shown firearm responsibility. You have been deemed fit by the government to handle the fully auto version of this rifle. Right. So me as a civilian will trust you with this semi-automatic version. Right. That I can get behind. And it's a, and it's a whole other level of accountability because I guarantee you that soldier, if he or she goes off the rails, it's not just the local police force that's coming for them. It's the it, the military is like, no, we. that's a whole other... You got multiple levels of like who's coming for that individual. Right. To me, there is. I'm not up for repealing the Second Amendment. No, I'm not either. And I don't think that that is any kind of danger mm-hmm. of happening. Like, there's a lot of people who go, they're coming for our guns. If we have to register, they'll know. They'll be knocking on our door. Nobody's trying to take your guns. Right. But I do think making it harder to get them. I actually looked at buying a handgun. Mm-hmm. Um, since I've been down here, but I never, I never got my license um, updated right. with my address. Right. So because of that, when I was looking at, at at pistols, because my license, my current license, did not match my address, they said you have to get that taken care of before you can buy them. And I was like, kudos to you guys. I am I am very happy to be denied the ability mm-hmm. because that tells me that. There are some of these regulations that are working. Now, mm-hmm. that said, there was nothing stopping me from lying. To, like, my honesty kept me from getting a pistol that day. And I'm okay with that. Right. I do like that there are some things in place. I do like that there are background checks, but there are way too many loopholes. Yeah, there are. Like, the fact that you can go to the whole gun show thing yes. is, is, a, is a major loophole. And, I, you know, and it's a tough one because, yeah, you <laughs> You're not in a brick-and-mortar store. Right. I don't understand in the age of the internet when I can Google anything Mm -hmm. within seconds why a criminal background check system has not been put in place that is efficient and effective and immediate. There's there's good ones. There's some good ones that are actually cheap for, like, five bucks. You can actually... No, I'm talking about just the whole, like, like the the program they use. Mm Mm-hmm. It involves state police. It involves the FBI. Right. Like, this should all be one single database Mm -hmm. that you put put the name and the Social Security in, Mm -hmm. and boom. Right. Done. Good or no good. That, it doesn't even, they don't even need to say why you can't get a gun. What they need to be able to do is it comes up with a red X. Or mm-hmm. a green check mark, mm-hmm. and that's that's it. But I was saying this to, to a it. It should be easy. You should be able to at a gun show, even if they just have one like station, right? Like have have the FBI or somebody at a gun show mm-hmm. that that's all they're doing is putting in background checks. Mm-hmm. A gun, a, a, a you know a dealer and a person they come up. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'd like to make this purchase. They, they, they should they should actually set them up at the entrance and then just when before you, before you walk into the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think you need to pass a background check to just look. That, no, but, to me, is but, that's but, a little too far. No, what I'm saying is, is the fact is, you could, in the moment that you swipe there, because you could, 
check the background check, and they say, no, all you can do is look. Right. And again, you mean you're also marking people? Okay, well, whatever. Like I mean, that's that. But here's the thing, though. That, like at at this at people's feelings, like I could give a damn. All right, because 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 quite frankly, like I said, I don't want to be marked. Well, like decisions you made in your life, but you also didn't give a damn about bringing this point that like you right. have to check to make sure that your ass doesn't come in here and do it. So see, I don't I don't have I don't have any feelings for them on that. So but but to the end, what I was saying this important is to show how easy that it is to do a background check for five bucks. The average citizen can do a background can do a criminal background check on anybody. Mm-hmm. On like that's that's the point that I was trying to make earlier. So yeah. so the fact that state, local, federal can't just put themselves together like look you can guess there were there were some venues i've been to that all i had to do they didn't have to fill out paperwork they just had to swipe my card because all my background information was on my card mm-hmm. and i said like okay just swipe it oh no you can do this or you can like all right and you can put a little like originally not wristbands wrist- and so like i said this this comes down to certain privacy things mm-hmm. and yes i understand what you're saying and that you don't care right but uh, this is one of those things where I have to kind of stand up for privacy and, like, mm-hmm. not scarlet lettering people, essentially. Like, it's one thing to get denied when you try and buy something. Uh-huh. It's another thing to be marked when you walk in the door. I get what you're saying. Uh-huh. But, like I said, it's just, to me, that's a step too far. Well, I mean... Okay. That's when you're getting into very much into police state type of stuff. That's where we have, that's why, that's what makes all this very complicated and complex mm-hmm. is because you can say, we're going to do one thing for security, but what do you give up for that security? Well, we're talking and about what is the, I get what you're saying, but now this is not a direct correlation between the gun show and the, and the, the shooting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this kid didn't go to a gun show and get these. No, he went to and a... he didn't have to go through the background check any of it because mm-hmm. they were long rifles. No, he went to the academy. Like it's a matter of I think that those particular type of weapons mm-hmm. should in fact be registered mm-hmm. and treated the same as handguns. And if you have because if you have no issues, mm-hmm. nothing to hide, you are a responsible person. Mm-hmm. There's no reason you can't wait three days and pass a background check. Absolutely none. And I, I feel like there's there's a lot of gun owners that would agree with that. Right. Um. I saw. I've seen before somebody like from like the Daily Show or something yeah. went to just stood outside of an NRA convention, and the NRA is the single biggest lo- gun lobbying group, mm-hmm. and they are the ones who fight against almost any and all regulation. But they talked to people going into this convention who were gun owners. I want to say like. At least ninety percent of the people they showed on camera wanted registration. They were for stiffer background checks, mm-hmm. I registering yeah. assault style weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, they were for common sense gun control measures. Right. That do not mean they're coming to take your guns. Right. And the NRA gets these these some some people all ginned up and gets them all revved up. Yeah. To and fighting against it, and it's like, first off, if you're gonna fight tyranny uh-huh. with an AR, uh-huh. semi-automatic, uh-huh. good luck. Yeah, you're not. If the if you start an insurrection and the military shows up, you're not winning. They're that bringing fight. tanks. They're yeah. bringing fully auto. Right. You're not winning that. And like that part of the Second Amendment and the intent of the Second Amendment 
worked then because it was all muskets all the time. We had literally had just proven in the revolution that you could, in fact, take down an organized professional army mm-hmm. with a bunch of farmers. Right. But that's because the, the playing field was level. Right. The playing field is no longer level. And like I said, while I still advocate for the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. there has to be a point where enough is enough. There has to be more regulation. And I agree. It's one of those things that I would also say to go along with it from in, in that in that regulation, there would have to be a mental health assessment for that background check. Again, very invasive, and that's where it's troublesome. I mean, but here's, here's, here's the reason why, though. I mean, like, I get what you're, you're saying. you set up a doctor's office in an academy, a, a psychiatric well, office? Well, like, and, and to, get, to get the registration for the gun, I, like, said, yes, you're going to have to pass it. Like, I mean, if you have, now, if you're saying you have to have a license to buy a gun at all, uh-huh. that's an intriguing idea. I mean, because I do. Like, much like a driver's test, you have to take a gun safety test. Yeah. You have to pass a psych evaluation. Uh-huh. Man, I, I mean, don't hate that I, as an idea. Because, because think, look, you can't say that anyone that's committed a murder was right mentally. There's a mental, there's, there's all, everything in life is a mental component to it. And like you, you, somehow you get on the rail, make a series of decisions, and this is where you are. If I, God love the Democrats, but they would swear to their God that you didn't have you thinking that Megatron was real. Like for those of us in a certain generation, make it try to transform into a gun. There's just like, like a gun just right. Listen, if you left the gun right there, the Air 15 left at the left at the the you know, if he didn't buy that gun that day, he didn't walk out with the gun that day, guess what? That gun's not walking out of there and Without shooting it. people. Like he made a decision that that's what he was going to do. See, the access and all that, I yeah. I'm, I'm all I'm all about control that as a license because I thought honestly that there was a license to have a gun at all. Mm-hmm. You see, and there should be, and I think that there should be. I now that I know that there isn't, there should be. And then on top of that, in order to maintain that license, let's get your mind checked that it won't, you know, what the fuck because because if you have a bout if you have a bout of depression, you don't need to have a gun in your presence anyway, because people that suicide now. Okay, but sure, but to play devil's advocate, you go through a bout of depression. Yeah. And you come out of it on the other side. Okay. Like you're not a danger to yourself and others. Okay. Like the 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 trouble the trouble is how far you go with it. Like if if you you get to a if you take it to a level where you start taking people's guns away, that's where people are really gonna. That's where we're gonna have real problems. Well, I think that I'm going to answer your question on that though. And, and that doesn't prevent. Uvalde. No, but no, but see, the the problem, the point is for me though, is that I'm not really concerned about taking the gun. I'm not concerned about taking someone's gun away. Independent at some point, mentally, they are not like because even 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 with police, they go through this. Even if they shoot somebody, they have to go through an assessment to find out what their brain is. And we went through this process whenever 9/11 happened, and people were like, they were so against having TSA. It was so invasive and all that right but you didn't want somebody coming on to a plane and with then, a bomb, with yeah. a bomb and, and playing or, or drive or, or trying to run into another tower killing yeah. a whole bunch of people that were just planning to just do an account that day at some point the feel like the, the feelings aren't the facts the people that are not going people that are not going to like do anything 
like they're like they're like the Brian Hendersons of the world that like are like they might go to the range or they might want to go you know shoot mullets i mean whatever you know shoot mullets little rodents whatever like that you know whatever you know possums you know whatever pigs let's say muskrats not mullets because that, that that sounds like i'm going to walmart and taking off bad hairstyles yeah well but the point i'm making you is then you have nothing to worry about like for people that you know they have there is a i mean if you have a criminal past Right. There's, I mean, the elements of decision making that you have already have a, have a tendency like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, because I'm apparently like, you have to share with kids that like, you got to own the decisions that you make. Yeah. Everything has future consequences. So if you make it, like, if it means the fact that preventing somebody or at least having people in the thought, like, you got to think about while you're behaving because this is going to affect how you have access to X, Y, and Z. You might want to have a gun later on or you want to be a gun owner. Well, then, what is, you know, start assessing yourself. Okay. So, but and saving a life. This, this is like, like where do you draw the line? That's somebody gets in a fist fight. Are they deemed not able to own no. guns? It's, 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 I it's, mean, I don't. I think if you like you have an assault conviction, I don't think you can buy a gun. But no. I get what you're saying. I think that continued monitoring, though, that's where you get into. Well, I mean, like we said, like I said before, like. You start getting into like police state type of stuff, but you see, you know that you're you're okay with it. But you see, there's a lot of people that aren't. Yeah, I know that I'm not terribly comfortable with something like that. But think about this though, we see we see this with kind of like somebody gets busted for being a pedophile, right? Uh huh. All right, or that they like he could work over at a factory. He could work over at a you know big little that. But is he allowed to like become a teacher and work with children? No. no. Okay. So there is some policing when it comes to the, because it's, cause yes. it's the type of the crime, right? And and again, there there's a conviction involved there, right? Like, and that's like that's not the problem. You don't see convicted felons going and buying guns and mm-hmm. and doing this. Wait, but, convicted felons, if they want a gun, they're getting them on the street. The, depending on the crime, though, because if they're not convicted felon for, if they're, if, like, you'd be convicted felon for like stealing from white collar stuff, and yeah. But and I don't know what the rules are with that. Like yeah, I don't, I don't know if you if you if you get busted for tax evasion, I don't know if you're excluded from buying a gun. Because you're excluded from working for people financially, though. Well, yeah, yeah. You you like you let your CPA license out of them. I think them. I think a waiting period would be a good thing. I think a waiting period right there could have prevented that shooting. It could have. Like telling that kid, okay, congratulations, you're 18. Um, everything looks good, but you got to wait three days to get these. Mm-hmm. Because he bought them and, like, three days later shot up that school. Right. And you, I don't know the kid's mental state. I don't know. Uh, obviously, it, was it wasn't good. Right. No, it wasn't. Um, But I'm not down with continued monitoring, but I could be down with initial monitoring, initial assessment, mm-hmm. and the idea of getting a license mm-hmm. to buy a gun. Mm-hmm. You would have a lot of people that have a lot of problems with a continuous monitoring program. Like I said, this is where you start to get into police state type of stuff, and I don't think it's I don't think it's necessary. I think, like I said, I think making it a little more difficult to buy a gun in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'm not against restricting certain types of firearms. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that. But we, but like, but but to the degree though, we kind of already do that because the stuff that like Marine can get on base, 
it's not at is not. He also can't take it off base. Right, but the point, but the point I'm making though is we don't have access to the stuff that the soldiers right. have access Absolutely. to, right? So to the degree that already exists, it so does. and so that's not. I, I'm saying that in the civilian world, in the in the mm-hmm. civilian firearm world, that could be tightened up, right? And it, it was for a while because you remember they did have the assault weapons ban that. Clinton got passed mm-hmm. in the nineties. You couldn't buy an AR mm-hmm. at that point. I don't. I don't believe you could. I, I, it was there was a bunch of certain types, and then when that expired, is when people went on a spree, bought a ton of them under the under Bush, and then when Obama came in office, everybody of course beat the they're going to take our guns. Well, that was when Sandy Hook. Drum. Sandy Hook was around that same Sandy time. Sandy Hook happened during Obama's presidency. Mm-hmm. My point is, like, I think the NRA mm-hmm. should be dissolved. I do, too. Because I think they're the ones who do a lot of the fear-mongering when it comes to Democrats are here to take our guns. Uh-huh. They're not. No. They're not. A lot of it is, is calm down, people. No, it's a lot, it's and there's a-, a lot of common sense stuff that can happen, mm-hmm. that can be done, that could be very helpful for this, that is being blocked by the NRA because they want to get that fear, mm-hmm. because they want more guns to be sold, because they are lobbying on on behalf of sellers and makers of guns. Right. And they are not a for the people organization as much as they might say they are. No, and they're not. not. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time swallowing, buying all their bullshit hook, line, and sinker when mm-hmm. I was younger. Right. I'm glad as I got older, mm-hmm. I was able to gain some more perspective. I also am fully cognizant that this is not an easy issue to fix. No. But there has to be some kind of step taken. You cannot justify an 18-year-old young man going and buying two rifles and then using them to shoot up a classroom full of fourth graders. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the bottom line. Some of these other shootings, similar bullshit, like Buffalo, Mm -hmm. like... That's just people trying to do like live their life. Mm-hmm. That was that was racially motivated, and they were all. And most of them were like in their sixties and seventies, like so. There was but no man card in there. But then you got we be- have a lot of problems as a as a whole mm-hmm. in our society that people feel desperate enough to feel that they need to shoot mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, and that that's a whole other set of issues that need solved, mm-hmm. and we're not going to solve them here. Mm-hmm. But to me, just a little bit of common sense gun control mm-hmm. would cut down on so many of these mass shootings, right? And a little bit of common sense when it comes to securing a school, an oil refinery should not be more secure than a school. Mm-hmm. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that my security at work should be less. No. I'm saying the schools should be more. Let's put it this way. The execution should be better at the school than at a than at a refinery. And because like I said, we said at the beginning at the top of the show, if you have all that stuff in place, you've already did, but you're not doing it, then that's gonna that's a problem as well. Yes. It's a, it's a huge gaping hole. Obviously, we, we've talked to, through this issue a lot. We don't agree on every single thing, but we do agree something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. 
and we leave it in the hands of Congress, we leave it in the hands of law enforcement to figure that out, figure that balance out, please, for the love of Pete. It's it's out of control. This is probably, hopefully, our only political episode ever. Uh-huh. Ideally. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I don't even know why this particular one got got me that I needed to talk about it. Well, so you have nephews the age of the of the that's of, true of the that's kid true. that you know, and my youngest son is going to be going into elementary school. Yeah, next year, and I can honestly guarantee you one thing: my because like I've told you, I'm all about making decisions before a thing happens. Listen, there would be a fight if a cop were to try to stop me. Right. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Like I will leave it at that. And I think we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you for listening. I know that some of you may not agree with us. Um, like I said, we don't fully agree with each other on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll notice we had a political discussion and debate without yelling, without screaming, without name calling. We need more of that in and our we're not shut, and we're not shutting down the show because of the fact that we have differences of opinion. No, we're shutting down the show because we're like at 35 minutes and right. it's time to go. DC should take notes from us. Republicans, Democrats, get over yourselves. Right. So with that, thank you for listening to This Podcast is None of Those Things. Hit us up on the socials. This Podcast is None of Those Things on Facebook at None of Those Things. Hit up the Dirty Dana Studio Facebook group. Check us out there. It's all three of the podcasts in our network. Hit us up on Instagram at this.those. Hit us up on Twitter at this underscore those. Once again, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.